Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. My son was killed by some neo-Nazi surf punks, so I had to take it upon myself to get revenge on all of them. You're listening to This Film Is Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own version of movie sequels that never got made. With me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I just found out that my friend was shot by his wife, so I'm consoling his dead body in his garage while it the blood magically like appears periodically <laughs> on my face. Okay. I don't, I don't know I'm You're too excited, excited for this movie. For this movie. <laughs> uh, of course, my name is Christopher Reeves, and this week we have a very special guest. He, uh, You've heard him on the show before. He's a very funny human. He's a very good friend, and uh, unfortunately, right now we can't be in person because of the pandemic. But we are seeing his lovely face through the magic of the interwebs. That series of tubes. Please welcome Mr. Donovan Mullings. What's crackalacking, y'all? Donovan Mullings here. Yo, so sorry I'm late. I was just doing, you know, a routine job because I'm a police officer. You know, one of the good ones. But, you know, something happened and an accident, like, destroyed my entire body and <laughs> saved key parts. And a bunch of scientists put me back together. Mm-hmm. And now I use my cybernetic enhancements to enforce the law. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and I finally came back after the main villain got melted in some chemical acid shit. It was a really gruesome movie. It came out in the 90s. <laughs> that movie gave me a nightmare. It wasn't even a horror. It's, I, it's a good one, though. Um... Donovan, thank you so much for being with us, buddy. Uh, this week, we uh, no, so normally, you know, we, we like to ask our guests to pick a movie. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different. Because it's Steve's birthday, <laughs> Steve chose a Yay. movie. So happy birthday, Steve. But also, why did you choose Miami Connection? <laughs> Oh, I can I, I can teach a whole class <laughs> in a college <laughs> about this the, movie. The University of Central Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to be a guest speaker <laughs> at a film class for this movie. Um, I absolutely adore this movie. It is um, it's it's a bad movie for those of you who haven't seen it because you probably haven't seen it. One. It's free on YouTube, and it's also free on uh, Amazon. Shout out, right, fucking Donovan? Jeff Bezos. Uh, yeah. It's free on <laughs> Amazon with ads. It's worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> worth selling your soul for it. Uh, it, it. It is uh, the best bad movie I've ever seen. And being a roommate with Chris Rebus for quite some time, We've watched our fair share that of we bad have, movies, that we have. and and I I can't remember one that I just admired for going all out and like swinging above their weight sure. class. Like I, I I mean watching that watching the action again, like yo, this guy YK Kim, who is an inspirational man. Like he he's he's a speaker. He runs. He's like he like runs the game of uh, taekwondo classes in Florida, um, and then uh, elsewhere in the country. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this guy he wanted to do this movie. He wanted to do it to promote taekwondo, and it almost bankrupt him. And we watched this uh, this clip on Vice about like the whole story of the movie. And, like, it's crazy how that was just, like, a little blip. Like, it, it was 
it could have gone bad for him. He turned it around, but like that was like a small part of his life. And then 25 years later, this movie gets resurrected off of some auction that a guy who works at the Alamo Draft House Films just like randomly bought it and watched it and then showed it in front of people and made it a big midnight movie thing in Austin. And it's just, it's incredible that like, stuff like this can come back and and see the well, light of day on yeah Amazon and find, I, uh, always a grind starring donovan mullins get on that, yeah. that yeah start running that shit on some movies well, so, so watch, like the difference to me watch. between like so always a grind is this movie that donovan uh is featured in i think we talked about it last time you were we on did, the show yeah. and it's a fun movie but i think the difference is that in that movie the filmmakers knew what they were doing Mm-hmm. And in this movie, they have no idea what they're doing. They they have no budget and no clue how to actually make a movie. So they're just doing their best with all the guts in the world. And it's so glorious to see. So good. <laughs> it's so funny. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, I'd like to take you guys through for just a quick moment. I wrote down the beats of this movie because I was trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> and and it's going to seem ridiculous, but this is all real stuff that happens in a real movie. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, we start with Latin gangs making a coke deal. Then some ninja bikers kill everyone and steal the cocaine. <laughs> Chris, can you pause sure for can. a second? Let's 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 roll back to those words. Ninja <laughs> bikers. <laughs> like yeah, that is one of the most ridiculous things because they're it's an oxymoron. Ninjas are quiet, motorcycles are loud. Like <laughs> how? <laughs> so yeah, this movie I, I as we were watching it, I was like, Chris, this movie I've never seen a movie so far. <laughs> this movie's movie. real hard. All right, sorry, continue, Chris. Okay, so uh, after the ninja bikers kill everyone and steal all the cocaine, then we see a taekwondo band play a club. Now, before I continue on with the beats of this movie, I think it's important to touch on a couple things. First is that the taekwondo band are the main characters in the movie. Uh, They're all such good friends and support each other, even after one of their brothers gets killed by someone else in the taekwondo band. They still like love each other and brush it off. Um, there's a character named Jim who never knew his father, but then he finds him. Uh, John and Nancy are in love. The lead singer has a mustache and a rocking mullet. Uh, one of the guys is Jewish. That's like his only character trait. Um, yeah, just just to bring up the world tour uh, that they could go on. YK Kim is uh, his name is Mark in the movie, and he's actually like brainchild of this movie um then we've also got a baker gang who always leaves a note because they watched it's always sunny apparently um and, and then and in this world everyone can and will do taekwondo at the drop of a hat okay so last we were going through the movie the taekwondo band is playing a club then a biker gang leader finds out that his sister is in the Taekwondo band, and he is not happy about it. (laughs) The old band is mad that they lost their club gig to the Taekwondo band, so they attack the Taekwondo band. 
<laughs> and uh, then some ninja bikers ally with the biker gang to sell coke. I'm not quite sure, but they both the point the main point is that they both want the the, the taekwondo band dead. Uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion. I've come to the conclusion that they are bad for business because they are so positive. Okay. And and the uh, the the club owner wants to go away from the old ways and get some positivity. And that club owner in. does some sick and, taekwondo to protect his turf from old bands. <laughs> Yes, uh, I wish that was my problem. I wish my problem was a taekwondo rock band that talk, that talked about positivity. Yeah, like, if those were my issues, uh, there would be yeah. no marching. You know, it <laughs> is so insane. So, biker gang teams up with ninja bikers to kill taekwondo band, and they also team up with old band to kill uh, taekwondo band. The uh, biker gang at one point kidnap one of the taekwondo members and leave a note. So then the Taekwondo band go to rescue him. And in doing so, they kill the leader of the biker gang, who is also the brother of one of the singers of the Taekwondo band. Mm-hmm. It was Jane. That was and, Jane's brother. And, and, uh, and she's like, cool with it. Nobody cares. Then we go. <laughs> <laughs> she apologizes yeah, to him yeah. first. Uh, so and then we get to uh, a point where... Um, like I said, Jim, his father, he, he didn't know his father, but then he finds out he has a father and he's going to the airport to meet him. So as they're going, ninja bikers show up and ambush them and try to kill them. So they fight. Jim gets cut all up in his, like, just like right down the middle. He's dead for sure. Uh, the Taekwondo band runs around killing all of these ninjas in like slow motion with blood flying everywhere. They haven't killed anybody to this point, except for the leader of the biker gang. And now they're just straight up murdering people. It was a rampage. Uh, moment. They were, they it was were, a rampage was moment to them as they slow motion swords in hand. Yes. Just went around slicing and dicing. So they kill all the ninjas. One of them, one of the ninjas, mm-hmm struggles back to his boss and says they killed everyone so the evil leader of the of the ninja bikers kills his henchmen and is doing like a do-it-yourself kind of moment so then he goes to fight the taekwondo band they kill him turns out jim is okay he's in the hospital and his dad came to see him and then (laughs) his dad is not the person that they showed in the picture earlier in the movie and uh I think the last line of the movie is no one's going to mess with our band again. Now we're all safe. And then it cuts to a title card that says only through eliminating violence can we get to world peace. (laughs) It just blows your mind. Um, Beautiful. It's absolutely insanity. Uh, That's a real movie. All of that is in a real movie. You have bikers, you've got ninjas, there's swords, you want a cool rock uh, rock song montage? Guess what? The guys who are killing people oh. are giving you the rock montage. They full-on played two songs, I start mean, to finish. Four minutes and ten seconds <laughs> yeah. per song. The, the, 
the budget the budget was so low in this movie there there were multiple scenes where it was just them hanging out at places or the bad guys hanging out in places so it was like the good guys were at the beach but the bad guys were at a biker bar and like and like these people didn't pay for these extras they went to a biker bar (laughs) <laughs> they are friends with people that are at a biker bar and that's how they got in and that's how they got all these women to flash them Wild. during the shoot like it was so, so insane and guys nonchalantly like gesturing to all the obscenities and that was going on in this biker bar like nothing yeah. they did so many exciting things but no one seemed excited like the people that were yeah. looking at it being like hey look at tits they were just like eh, tits. I well it it was all under the song, the tough guys. <laughs> the tough guys. <laughs> We're hanging with the tough guys. At this point, I would say if you have not seen the movie and you've heard all of this, you have to go and watch it and then come back and listen to <laughs> these takes on, on the sequel. Because I don't, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that nothing that anybody could ever do would be worthy of a sequel to this no. movie. This movie stands so hard on its own it is the pinnacle of indie movies like yeah and yet they uh, had somebody who had experience like maybe not in movie making but this man his he has a very look he has a very like nice sounding career on paper from imvd or his own little like his mm-hmm. resume like he sounds like he got some like got some he skills knew. on knowing how to what to put in a movie but she killed like twenty-two people, and <laughs> he knew what people wanted to see, which was ninjas on bikes <laughs> mm-hmm. fighting rock bands. I love that. I hope that that was the premise. I hope that that's all they went off of. They're just like, bro, what about a, what about a movie with ninjas on motorcycles? Like, bro, say yes. no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write this script in forty-five minutes, dog. We got this. We shooting this shit tonight. <laughs> Speaking of which, so at this point. You should have seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. In premises, totally fleshed out. Grande, please take us through what what could potentially be the truest of secrets. So I, I've referred to this as my opus. Sorry, sorry to put the pressure on. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, okay, so here's here's what we got going on with mine. Uh, it's, it's a little long, but we got the first scene of the movie. Then I got a, a light outline of what else happens. And then for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, we have an original song to play for you. Oh, shit. I cannot wait. Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Sound. So excited. The newest hit, Ninja Ninja, Run Away. I cannot wait. Coming up next, but here's the pitch. Uh, Before we get into this, YK Kim, if you ever listen to this, and you, it doesn't have to be any of our sequels, but if you ever want to make a sequel, I will work for free. Anything you you want. I will hold a boob pole. I will be an extra. I will, I will get a big vat of uh, corn syrup and red dye and make blood for you. Like, whatever you, you should want. Have, you should have been one of his students in the late that, 80s because you could have starred in this movie. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, so, uh, uh, who wants to be Mark and who wants to be a bad guy? 
I would love to be a bad guy. Okay, you're the bad guy. You are Red what? Red Ninja. Okay. Red Ninja, Red Ninja, go. Okay, so the Donovan, you are uh you are Mark. He was YK Kim. Um I will do all the other stuff. Go. Okay. Um, <laughs> one minute for some reason all my all my folders wants to be all over the fucking place. Even he's even he's got him folder. That's all Give good. Give a second. What are we? Uh, which one is it, Steve? Uh, it is called Miami Connection Two World Tour. It's a good title. <clears throat> it's a good title. <laughs> I can't wait. World <laughs> Tour is such a music movie sequel name. Like that was that you hit that right on the head. Yeah. It's also, I think, harkens back to 2020's big hit, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan. Timberlake's coming after you, motherfucker. You're going back. You know, they sing every other song in the universe, but not <laughs> defend the ninja. <laughs> like the ninja. <laughs> Against the ninja. Damn it, what's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm going to prom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is a camera with a corsage. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Miami Connection 2 World Tour. Before we start anything, fade in uh, title card YK, YJK Productions, uh, then fade out, then fade in on Miami Skyline at night. We then fade into the docks where there is a large crane picking up a container off of a ship. The crane sets the container off to the side of the docks, alone from the other containers. The container sits silent for a few seconds before we start to see a wiggle of the, uh, sorry, of the lock into the unlocked position. Once it fully turns, both doors, doors explode open, creating dust below it as it rises up to form a cloud in front of the door. Uh, we see a figure in a red gi, and a long black hood draping down onto his shoulders. As he continues to walk, we then see three lines of ninjas, probably like 20 of them or so, uh, following behind him. As they march towards the street, we see the back of a telephone pole where there is a yellow flyer that's on it, but it gets blown off the pole and into the street. The wind takes the flyer across the street, and we see the ninja in red, grab, hand grab the flyer. He lifts it up and it reads, Tonight, Dragon Sound, live at the forum, one night only. Close up on the band's picture of the flyer, uh, and then even closer up on Mark's face. We then cut back to the red ninja. He looks up and we see his face for the uh, first time. It's played by Bolo Young, and he is the bad guy in Bloodsport. Okay, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we then, we, we can see a hideous scar on his fence, on his fence, on his face, uh, a hideous scar on his face, and then he menacingly crumples up the flyer and he screams, brother. Okay, so then we cut the black, cue title card, Miami Connection 2, World Tour, then fade to the forum club over, owner on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have for you Florida's hottest musical act. Tonight <laughs> is the start of their first ever world tour. Before they head off across the globe, let's make some noise and give them a real Miami send-off. Here is Dragon Sound! Yeah! Woo! Woo! 
Dragon Sound. The club, the club goes wild as Dragon Sound takes the stage. A montage of them rocking out to their newest single, Ninja Ninja, Run Away. They are hamming it up on stage and the crowd is eating up every second of it. Uh, in the crowd, we see multiple people's reactions. We see two bros give each other a high five. We see a woman in the front who makes eye contact with Tom, the guitar player who looks like John Oates. Uh, he winks at her and she cartoonishly faints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we then see Jim playing the keyboard as he looks up to the balcony. He sees his dad at a table bopping his head to the music. <laughs> he gives him a thumbs up as Jim smiles. Uh, <laughs> cut to the center stage where Mark has now thrown up his guitar into the air. He jumps up as it starts to return down. Mark spins, and as we zoom in on his foot, powerfully breaking through the center of the guitar. Uh, and it's shattered clean in half. The crowd erupts and goes crazy for the most glorious roundhouse kick they have ever seen. As Mark takes in the cheers, he looks up and sees movement on the balcony. He begins to look curious at the exact moment. And then at, at the exact moment, we hear a loud bang. 20 ninjas sprint out of the top floor oh, explosion. <laughs> Everyone in the audience runs for the exits and the ninjas pivot in and out towards the stage. Dragon Sound jumps off and immediately starts practicing Taekwondo on these sorry fools. <laughs> there you go. But they aren't all that sorry. These ninjas are actually pretty good. Like, better than the ones that Batman begins. I mean, come on. <laughs> if you can't escape from a burning building, you shouldn't be a ninja. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Sound is still able to get a couple licks in. Uh, while Tall Guy, Vince, who is being harassed by three ninjas, uh, the drummer breaks off the, the symbols on the stand by crashing them one by one into attacking ninjas' heads. Uh, Joe, uh, that's the drummer, who then takes the broken symbols and then hurls them at the ninjas fighting Vince. Joe jumps off stage to help Vince, but he gets blocked by one of the ninjas. The ninja is about to deliver a death shot, and then Joe on Joe, and then Vincent comes up and crashes the symbols against the ninja's head like he was a toy monkey. <laughs> uh, Jane is swinging her microphone around, hitting ninjas in the face. Jim is in the corner crying with his shirt off and <laughs> the top button on his pants un undone. Uh, Mark is, of course, handling himself with some crazy kicks and counter moves. Ultimately, uh, the ninjas are able to push Dragon Sound into the circle of the center of the, the mosh pit. And then we hear a loud yell from the balcony. Enough! Everyone stops fighting. The ninjas step back 10 feet from Dragon Sound. Everyone looks up at the balcony and they see the red ninja slowly clapping. Go, ninja, go. <laughs> Just run away. <laughs> oh, Dragon Sound, when will you learn that you can't defeat the ninja? We have beat the ninja. We will always beat the ninja for a peaceful world for all. Peace? On my side of the world, peace is for the rich and powerful. I am neither. I have never known peace since the moment I was born. Then follow me, and I'll show you the way. You will never succeed. 
for we ninjas want more than our ancestors ever had. We are going to rule the world. That is not the true way of the ninja. Why do you have such hate in your heart? The ninja stares at Mark and looks a little heartbroken. You really don't remember who I am? Tension builds as Mark pauses for a moment, trying to remember. He shakes his head no slightly. The red ninja collects himself and fiercely snaps his fingers. Two ninjas bring out Jim's dad, tied up, and begin to lift him over the balcony. (laughs) Jim steps up to the group and yells, My father! (laughs) Vince and Tom hold Jim back as he continues to cry. If anything happens to him... I will make you pay with blood on my hands. I hear your next show is in Ireland. Suppose we catch up there soon. Top of the morning to ya, brother. The Red Ninja shoves Jim's dad off of the balcony ledge. He slow-mo falls to the ground. Uh, We also get some slow-mo shots of Jim's reaction, very a la Apollo Creed's wife in Rocky Mm -hmm. IV. The ninjas all throw down smoke palms and disappear. Jim and the crew run to help the dad. But Mark, however, runs out and chases the ninjas. He looks at the front door and sees nothing. Suddenly, we hear loud motor noises. We then see in the ocean that is on the beach that is across the street, we see 20 ninjas on jet skis ride into the ocean under the full moonlight. Mark turns around and runs back inside. Jim is holding his dad. His dad looks up and says, I hope you'll be a better father than I was. Jim cries uncontrollably as he holds his father, a close-up of the two of them. Then we see Mark subtly, and then not so subtly, cram his face in between Jim and his dead father, because he's always got to be the center of attention in every scene. (laughs) Close up on Mark as he makes a, oh, I'm going to make this motherfucker pay for what he did face. Uh, then cue title card again Miami Connection 2 world tour with white letters white letters that are spray painted on the bottom it's on at the (laughs) the end (laughs) okay here are some things this sequel's so amazing that it requires three different times to show the name of the movie Just the two. <laughs> just the two. I, it just, oh, there's going to be a third. After the final moment happens yeah. and we cut to black, it's just going to be cut to title at the very of end. Or ended or some shit. You're going to pull out the So, in the movie, they all go to their, their own motherlands. They go to Ireland, Israel, Africa, Italy, and Korea. Um, they're fighting people at all of these locations, so each of them has a, their own fight. And uh, I was hoping that you guys could help me throw out a couple more for the others. But like uh, Italy, right away was Leaning Tower of Pisa, and they do this like kind of thing where it's like a weird Dutch angle, but it's not really a Dutch angle because everything's slanted. <laughs> okay, I mean, so it's like gonna, if they're gonna do it in Korea, I expect that to be the most ninja fight ever. Because it's all jungle mm-hmm. warfare. Like, well, they're going to be yeah. in, like, in the woods, and they're going to be like hopping from trees and shit. 
So that, it sounds that it sounds like Street Fighter. Like you might as well have them fighting in front of the Taj Mahal, like legit, uh, <laughs> in um, front of the in front of like the reflection pool or the Lincoln Memorial or dial. something. Yeah. 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 At one point, they all just <laughs> punch a car. <laughs> Oh my god, no, Mark gets so upset like, like, for like the third time and he's like, oh, and like smashes out of the car. <laughs> um, so Donovan, it ends in in Korea. Because what we find out is that uh the brother so like him him and uh and Mark, who the brother of the red ninja, his name is Matt, because <laughs> Mark and okay. Matt. Um so yeah, what happens is is that like this is all a test to try to get YK Kim Mark to join the, the force of the ninja. Right? Mm-hmm. So the brother is trying to get him in. And there's a whole scene in the middle of the movie where it's revealed that like the dad is the head of the ninja organization. Sick. And, and wants him to run America. But if he does that, he's gotta turn his back on Dragon Sound. And he makes the choice, and obviously he ends up fighting through the whole ninja organization. And in the end, um, he's fighting the brother on on like above the aquarium, and the brother cuts him right. So blood drops into one of the tanks that that are, that are below, and it's the shark yes. tank. So yes. at one point, YK Kim is pressed yes. up against the edge, like leaning over it, and there are sharks jumping, like leaping up, like ready to, ready to bite. Uh, and then outside of all of that, the only other ridiculous thing that I could think of was uh, there's a very Indiana Jones moment, like anti that, where the guy, a guy, so he Mark kicks him, in the swamp they're fighting in the swamp again and kicks him into the swamp and like the guy pulls out a gun and starts laughing about how you're gonna die and then an alligator comes out of nowhere and just eats <laughs> eats the top half of them uh-huh That's so it, it. it sounds like we also just need more moments of animals animal ex machina where they just come in and eat people immediately <laughs> yeah. place alligators and sharks and we yes. Them. yes 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 so yeah, <laughs> you obviously can't you know run an underground uh, shadow government for America and be a part of a rock band. So yeah, he has to turn his back yeah. on Dragon Sound. That's yeah, very logical. And I think at one point you have somebody like falling from a great height, like they're like, oh, "Hold on, or I got you, I got you," and and then he like slips out and he's falling from this great height, and then like. An entire group, like a flock of eagles, come in <laughs> and grab him and carry him off. And then raise him as a baby eagle. And then he, he creates eagle style of martial arts and then comes back and murders. Yes. I love it. Alrighty. If uh, no one so... fights a bear in your movie, Steve, you are missing out on something. That is that so funny. Funny. mainly is goosebumps on a planet. I see I gotta, five men stand up against a fucking grizzly and win. Uh-huh. I gotta save uh-huh. something for the third one. DMZ <laughs> <laughs> school. What? There's a third fucking Miami connection. Oh, there will be. I will definitely have a, a post-credits. Miami connection Miami. three out of this world, and they fight on a fucking rocket ship. Holy shit, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
Um, now I, I guess I'll wrap it up with the song. Yeah. Uh, okay. It is called, yeah. So it's called, uh, Ninja Ninja Runaway. Um, I, I wrote it and, uh, I got some royalty free music. We'll, we'll add the, the shout out to whoever made it in the, in the comments and stuff like that. But, uh, or the, the description. Um, but Megan, a former guest of this show was so kind to do the vocals for it. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, Megan. She, she she nailed it. You're gonna love it. So I'll play it right now. Air guitar ready. I feel I feel like it's on brand. Uh, that is amazing. A hundred percent on brand. It's, it's just like a, you ripped uh, it from the fucking movie. It's just a little a little cocky because this is post after killing twenty That's people. True. No one's gonna mess with their band anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they've changed. Not only are they murderers, but they rock out. Mm-hmm. That, you know what? For for the first time that we've had a song, an original song on the show, I think that was a fantastic inaugural song. That's a well album. done, Steve, and well done, Megan. And oh my yes. goodness, that <laughs> wow, wow! <laughs> uh, I can really tell that you you love everything about this movie so <laughs> dearly. <laughs> I do. I do. Sorry, sorry we keep gushing about it, but ninjas on motorcycles. <laughs> Look, if Yu-Gi-Oh can Can't put car games on motorcycles, uh why uh we can put ninjas on motorcycles, all right? Ninjas can go yeah. on motorcycles. Ninjas can be <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Normalize ninjas on motorcycles is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Normalize mm-hmm. it. <laughs> uh that was amazing, Steve. Truly amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing that. Uh, I'm going to take you guys through now the sequel that I had written. And while I love this movie, I don't think I love it nearly as much as Steve does. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking close. That's fine. Um, I was I was thinking I was thinking about multiple ways that I could take this this sequel. And uh, first of all, I decided to call it the Tampa Bay uh, Tangle. Sticking in Florida, some sort of you know, Tampa Bay tangle. Um, Shout out, Tom I really Brady. Loved, Stop fucking up. 
I really love that the original movie had ninja bikers. And I was trying to rack my brain of like, what could possibly compare to ninja bikers? And the only thing I could think of was robot pirates. <laughs> and... You <laughs> <laughs> said the closest. That was the closest. <laughs> if given more yeah. time... The other thing that the original had that I really just I am dumbfounded by is the expression um, only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace when this movie is like reveling in all the violence that it has. <laughs> um, and so I was thinking, mm-hmm. what else, what other cause could we pursue? And I thought, well, climate change, maybe. So <laughs> let's read through the Tampa Bay Triangle or the Tampa Bay Tangle and tell me if you can find... If you if you notice some of the uh, subtle references to those types of things uh, on this script here, uh, also I noticed that a lot of the characters had J names, and yeah. so I just decided I made a new character and I also gave him a J name. <laughs> um, so, so um, Steve, we're gonna have you play John and mm-hmm. Tom and uh, Captain. Aye aye. Donovan, you're going to be reading for Mark and Jack and Jerry. And then I will will be reading for Jim and Voice and Robot. So this is Tampa Bay Tangle. (laughs) Exterior beach day. Dragon sound run and frolic along a beach. They are shirtless, of course. Uh, They stop running and pant in a circle, hands on their knees. I sure am glad I have you guys. Yes. Even though we're all even though we are orphans, we are all family now. My brothers. <laughs> <laughs> In the distance, we see an object burning down through the atmosphere. The object crashes to the ground, kicking up a plume of dust and debris. Hey, what's that? I don't know. What could it be? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Let's go see. Okay. <laughs> so, cut. I also was trying to really capture the fact that like they just repeat a lot of the lines over and over. Yes, of course. Um, so uh, then we go to a crater at night. Dragon sound arrive at a crater in the middle of the field. A glowing yellow-orange object sits in the center, smoke billowing. Everybody improvises lines of curiosity. <laughs> Oh, what's that? Whoa, oh, that oh, is this oh my God. Flowers? Oh, what, what could this thing be? What? It culminates it, in them deciding touch to touch it. No, I'm going to touch it. Fucking don't. Get your mouth off it. Here we go. Jim Jim touches it. Strange. It feels cold. Really? Let's all touch it. Together. They do. The camera spins and they all uh, remove their hands from the object. I feel me too. In the darkness, lights begin to approach. A voice calls to them. Beep boop. Arga. Halt. Human. As the voice draws nearer, we see that it belongs to a robot with tank treads for legs. The robot wears a pirate hat and wields a flintlock pistol. There are two robots. Robots! Pirates! My god! Give us your booty, you man. No, 
stealing is wrong. Come on, guys. Dragon sounds start to walk away. The robots open fire and fill Jack with bullets in a hail of gunfire that would rival that one scene from RoboCop. Jack! Mark runs up to the robots and does a sick taekwondo split jump kick that knocks the heads off of both robots. The robots explode into fireballs. We have to get out of here. We can't leave him. I've got him. Tom picks up Jack's body and they all run away. Cut to cave night. Dragon sound sit around a small campfire in a cave. Jerry, 30s, a scarred man dressed in rags, pokes a stick into the fire. They are all shirtless. What's going on? Yeah, where are we? What's happening? Can you tell us anything? Yeah, tell us something. Tell us. Why don't you tell us? Jerry looks up from the fire, a grim look on his face. The year was 2000. Climate change mm -hmm. has devastated the planet. People created those things to help turn things around. But something went wrong. All they wanted to do was sail the seven seas, pillage, and plunder. Eventually, they learned how to make their own. They learned how to make more of themselves. Since the Great Purge, humanity lives scattered in small tribes, struggling to survive. Don't worry, we'll teach you, we'll teach you to fight back. <laughs> Fade to black. Dragon sound, roam cave to cave, tribe to tribe, and playing uh, music and, and, and gathering unification songs and teaching Taekwondo to all the people. Cut to pirate ship, day. A robot rolls into the captain's quarters and gives a robotic salute to the robotic captain. Beep boop, Arga. <laughs> Beep boop, Arga. <laughs> Sir, the humans have united and gathered on the beach. Good. Better for us to pillage and plunder. The humans' booty will be ours. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. <laughs> Cut to Jesus. beach. Hundreds of people stand in rags. Some hold torches. In the center front, the remaining members of Dragon Sound. A line of robots stretches far as the eye can see down the beach. The humans battle the robots with Taekwondo. The battle over, the humans stand among too many broken robots to count. And Jerry approaches Mark and puts a hand on his shoulder. Thank you for all you have done this day. Now... Let's get you home. You can get us home? But how? Jerry turns, gesturing to a group of humans that have constructed a time machine from the broken robotic parts. <laughs> you must go now. Your own time needs you. Dragon Sound walked to the time machine. When they arrive at the time machine, Tom takes a step back. Tom? What are you doing? What's going on? You guys go ahead. I'm going to stay here. Are you sure? What about us? Your family? Tom? Yeah, we need you back home. I think I'm needed to hear more. Tom reaches over to a woman who is standing beside him. He pulls her close and they embrace with a kiss. Besides, friends for eternity. Tom puts his hand forward. As each of the following lines are said, the characters put their hands forward in a hand stack. Loyalty! Honesty. 
will stick together through thick and thin. Yeah! yeah! They all raise their hands and look to the sky. Freeze on an overhead shot of the group looking up. Fade to black. <laughs> Title. Only by working together can we defeat climate change. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> There's like an entire subculture of the world that is like looking at this going, where does the T one thousand come through? Like this is, <laughs> this is Terminator two judgment day with fucking fire robots instead of fucking uh, metal shape shifting killer robots. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but beautiful. Uh. Um, I just want to say I really love the line. Besides, friends for eternity, like just kick it in. It's like the the Power Rangers put their hands in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me feel so warm. <laughs> the booty will be ours. Like I could listen to that for hours, watching robots pretend to be pirates and saying that it is the booty they are after. Mm-hmm. And your R Gub puts oh. me in the mindset of um the old TV show with Seth Green, Greg the Bunny. How fucking uh the vampire puppet of the show couldn't say I, he would say I you get blah. <laughs> Robot say Arca, Arca. We will do something piratey, Arca. <laughs> it's like Arca takes up too. It takes up too many characters to make up make a tweet. You know, like robot robot pirates couldn't make a Twitter because they would only be able to say like four things because every other word is Arca, which is killing like ten fucking characters at a time. Yeah, yeah, truly, truly. Uh, yeah, that's the ridiculous. The other thing about uh, this script uh, is that you might notice that um, Jane, Nancy, whatever that lady's name yeah. was, isn't really in it. And the reason there is, number one, there were already so many characters. <laughs> but number two um, is that even in, in Miami Connection, She's not really there. She's only there when the whole band is on stage. And then when it's like the guys, it's just them. Uh, on the- like she, she doesn't hang out while they open their mail. Um, she doesn't. You know, <laughs> she the doesn't girls can't be ninjas. over that late. Come on. Girl, like, you know that. Also, have you seen their household? It's five dudes living in one house in college. There's no oh, I'm going to take a shower a first, guys. There, <laughs> Everyone's balls are in the way. Like, they have That's not so been true. muted that movie. But every moment of that movie that we saw them all in their dwelling, I was like, God, it must smell like five dudes. Yeah. And, well, you know what, too? Like, um, if she was there. Uh, then Jim would have got his mail immediately. She wouldn't have kept it from him. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like she also does temp work and she mails, she delivers all the mail in the corporate <laughs> office building super fucking fast. Like that's uh-huh. a ninja ability mm-hmm. if she had one. <laughs> she may not do Taekwondo, but she can get you your fucking package same day, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Give me my mail. My mail. Uh, <laughs> my postage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. 
Uh, on the Wikipedia page, she is listed as guest singer for Dragon okay. Sound, which surprised me. I didn't know mm-hmm. she. I thought she was part I saw of the her band. On stage clapping most of the time. Where the hell did she? Well, I thought they had another. She sang that one song. Hopeless. She sang against the ninja. Yeah, she sang fifty percent of their songs. Really? <laughs> yeah. It looked like another woman was up there. Or maybe uh, the, maybe oh. the continuity in this movie just had her changing wigs too often. Like, maybe. sure, it it was difficult to to tell who was who a lot of the time. Also, let's uh, also be real. You guys got these names from the fucking Wikipedia page. Like, <laughs> I don't remember them saying each other's names except for Jim. God. Yep, mm-hmm. they say Jim. They say Mark a lot. Um, they say no, Tom. They can't think they said about Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they say they say Jeff. Jeff a lot. Um, a friend. Um, <laughs> I remember her saying my brother a lot. I don't. Yeah, I legit don't remember any of these names. <laughs> when I looked them up, I'm like, these are so generic. It looked like Wikipedia just made it up, yeah. so you can like, at least have some context. Going going back to real quick, uh, the, the concept that like these guys know of movies but not how to make them. One of the, um, I don't want to say like a rule, but like a common thing when you're writing scripts is that you give your characters names that start with different letters so that they're easier to tell apart. Who did he know that? Obviously not this motherfucker's like This guy, everyone is named with the J in this movie. I thought there were six Johns Mark. when I was reading the Wikipedia page. I'm yeah. like, which John are you talking yeah. about, bro? It's Mark and then every J name that you can think of. Uh... <laughs> he, he made all the his different from everybody yes. else's. Yes. He just needed to make sure y'all knew who the fucking star of the that, movie was. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's you a, had to know. Dude, that's a deal breed uh, <laughs> doing all the credits this shit Truly. right there. Truly. <laughs> um, perfect. Perfect, perfect. So, let's throw it over. Donovan, my friend, bring us home here. Damn. Take us away, dude. It's funny that you say bring it home when what I have is the long-awaited so many reddit threads asking for it prequel to Ooh, my heavy connection yes nice now i had i did have like two titles right now but I, um my partner body had helped me figure out another one um i went first with the power of friendship so power of friendship mm-hmm. it's a good title then uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but they spent a lot of time in Orlando for a movie that for was a called movie Miami called- Connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I yes, call- yes. It could also be called Trouble in Little Orlando. Yes. I mean, yes. Donovan, uh, <laughs> we we asked you to do this because you were the most Florida person we know. <laughs> we couldn't do this movie with anyone else. So. <laughs> uh. Guys, he's our friend. We love him to death, but we also did not have another good, reliable Florida commercial. So here it is. <laughs> but no, even even on screen, they kept saying like somewhere in Orlando, uh-huh. in Orlando. Yeah. And also went to college at the University of Central Florida. Nowhere yep. the fuck. Near. That's a three-hour to four-hour drive to Miami. The, Who the fuck are you? The only thing I could think is that the drug deal in the beginning took place in Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right at yeah. right at the gate, we got that out of the way. That's the Miami connection. <laughs> really, you get two movies for one. Miami connection is legit. That first ten minutes. 
Yeah. But you know what? Miami Connection is such a better title than Orlando Connection. Yeah. Uh, 100%. (laughs) And none of that cool shit that you would think looking at the, like, the box art for this fucking movie. If you look at it, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a Miami-based thing. There's going to be nightclubs. There's going to be all this. You get negative seven of that. You get one Coke deal. No, you get two Coke deals. And or at least you get two images of the same Coke deal happening. <laughs> sure, but you get a shit ton of ninjas and motorcycles. <laughs> I just, <laughs> and like palm trees. I just wanna say it's it's a bold artistic choice that you name your your movie off of something that happens in the first five minutes and then is barely brought back up again. Like boom, it's the Miami connection. Boy. All of this all of this happened because of the Miami connection. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If this if this coke wasn't sold that night, this movie would have never happened. They would just be a band. They would just if be these, a band. If these ninjas didn't need money really bad, so they sold cocaine, this movie would have never happened. It was so oh. much. So uh, it was so either much. power of friendship, trouble in little Orlando, or uh my partner Bonnie reminded me that it's uh, Big Trouble and Little, uh, whatever the hell the Jackie Chan movie was. China. Little Big back, Trouble yeah, Little China. and Little China. So you also can do Big uh, big Trouble and Little Orlando, mm-hmm. which is just mm-hmm. insane. And <laughs> you guys have also dealt with this. There are way too many fucking characters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very funny to read off the characters. Um, my Before I read off who we're going to read, let it be known mm-hmm. that all of these characters are children except for Uncle Song. Uh, okay. Everybody is either from the ages of 9 to 11. Because um, 10 years before this, I could only imagine if these guys are like 22, 21 in college doing their thing. Mm-hmm. 10 years before this, they're these ages. So uh, now we have a kid's <laughs> movie. This is going to be kid-friendly all day. Maybe. Before before we get into this, I just want to throw out a little disclaimer. Um, If you watch this movie, YK Kim is definitely not a college student. (laughs) It's very obvious he is not that same age. They try their best, but he is not. So this initially has me like, okay, so he's like 20. They're all 10. Like they, they at the very, at the Florida very most, enough old people go to fucking the University of Central Florida. Like, <laughs> but I got you. The character mark is eleven. Got it. <laughs> so, uh, oh God! So Mark <laughs> is eleven years old. Chris, you're gonna play Mark. Okay. Grande, you're going to be playing Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom is 10 years old. Grande, you're also going to be playing John. He's 10 years old. This works out great because that's who I played in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, me and uh, we, we typecast the shit out of you. You're a great John yeah. character guy. <laughs> and Tom. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, take that, all the Toms we know. <laughs> we know too many. That's the issue. We know like ten toms. We got uh, four toms in one building at most of the time. Uh huh. Um, we have Jane that's nine years old. I'll be playing Jane as well as Jim who is nine years old. Chris, I bless you with the role of Jack at nine years old. 
And I give you, and I say it like that in this grandiose way because of how you will read Jack. I need to tell <laughs> okay. you nothing. You will read it as it says. And I hope I only can think of good things from this. I cannot wait now. Um, Grande, you are Uncle Song. Mm-hmm. He is the only adult at a grand total of 39 years old. Yeah. Probably the actual age of YJ Kim. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, you'll be Jeff. He's 11. And I'm going to play Jeff's goons one and two. <laughs> okay. They are 10 years old. And I will also read the stage direction. Hell yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Power of Friendship slash Trouble in Little Orlando slash Big Trouble in Little Orlando. Opening scene, uh, uh, internal shot day. The scene opens with a television playing an episode of Super Sentai. Fun fact, um, Super Sentai is the original Japanese, what we now know as Power Rangers. Um, Mm -hmm. If this was made in the 80s when they were like 20 and 22 and in college, uh, Power Rangers would have, Power Rangers still would not have been made. So Super Sentai came out uh, around 76, 77. So at these ages, they would have seen Sentai with, um, and be, and, and be that age. So it, it tracks. Watching the 70s. <laughs> officially tracks. <laughs> they are watching this. Uh, he did his research. Uh, <laughs> I also love Power Rangers. <laughs> Yo, but who don't though, man? Fucking nerd. Um, the camera. Go, go Power Rangers. The camera widens to reveal the kids pretending to be Super Sentai Rangers. They stare down a collection of their toys. Come on, guys! We have to defeat the monsters before they ruin the town. He's right, guys. With the power of friendship, we can stop them. There's nothing we can't do if we work together. You said it, Jack. Let's beat these guys together. <laughs> the, boy, <laughs> the boys attack the bunch of toys with their own toy instruments. Each boy gets a moment to shine and show their skills. Uncle Son watches for a moment, then walks in. My sons. The boys all turn to Uncle Son. You all fight evil bravely and come in. Oh, last at the guitars. Last at the, last at the instruments they're using as weapons. Come. It is time to train. Yay! Yay! The boys run past Uncle Son <laughs> out the door. Jack is the last one in line and he stops in front of the Uncle Song to give him a quick drum solo to him. He gives Uncle Song a high five and runs out. I really hope this is a phase. Eternal day. Front lawn of Uncle Song's house. The boys are practicing Taekwondo with Uncle Song. Each boy gets a short clip of them doing their signature moves. Their training session is stopped. It's stopped when they hear a cry for help from the playground across the street. Leave us alone, Jeff! The boys and Uncle Song turn to the park and see Jeff, 11, and a group of his friends pushing and fighting a smaller group of kids at the park. That sounds like Jane. That Jeff boy and his gang of ruffians are nothing but trouble. 
We have to help. Uncle Sung, please let us go help those kids. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. All right, boys. It makes me proud to see you wanting to use your Taekwondo to protect others. You must remember, Taekwondo is to create peace, not to destroy. I will be awaiting your return. Mark, if things get too much there, uh, get your brothers out of there. I will not let you down. Let's do it, guys. The boys run off to the park. Uh, could I have just stopped them myself? Yeah, but... Pulls out a bag of coke from his pocket. <laughs> Who would snort this? Father of the year, song. Father of the year. I had to throw that cocaine in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I got those goddamn kids out of here. <laughs> taking, taking care of five orphans is exhausting. <laughs> And he waits until the kids are gone. First off, father of It's Colonel Day, Playground Park. Jeff and his gang are surrounding Jane and her friends at the park. Come on. No one wants to fight for control of the park. You guys are no fun. Jeff climbs to the top of the jungle gym. As king of the park, I say we banish all weaklings. Points to Jane and her friends. That means. You. Mark, Jim, John, Jack, and Tom run in between Jeff's gang and Jane's group. You leave those kids alone right now. Yeah, the park doesn't belong to you. Oh, yeah? Who's gonna stop me? We will, using our Taekwondo and friendship. Wow. Everyone turns to Jack as if he just said the most violent thing ever. <laughs> Whoa, I think they get the point, Jack. Turns to Jeff and his gang. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> looks o- uh, John looks over his shoulder to Jane. Don't worry. We will handle this. Just stay back. Attack! Jeff's gang attacks Mark and his brothers. Each brother having their own moments fighting Jeff's gang. Mark makes his way to the top of the jungle gym to confront Jeff. Mark and Jeff fight on top of the jungle gym. Jeff has the upper hand and knocks Mark on his back. What's the matter, Mark? What's friendship when you are the strongest? Where's your little friendship now, you little orphan punk? During this interaction, John has climbed to the top of the jungle gym behind Jeff. Behind you? John kicks Jeff off the back and sends him falling off the top of the jungle gym. He helps up Mark and climbs down the jungle gym. Jeff's gang goes to care for Jeff. You guys saved us. Thank you guys so much. No telling when my brother and his friends were going to leave us alone. You're welcome. Me and my brothers hope to use our Taekwondo to help everyone. You are all very brave. I hope to see you and your brothers at the county fair next week. We are actually playing a song there. We are the band Dragon Sound. Awesome. I can't wait for the performance. Hey. He isn't moving, guys. <laughs> I think he's dead. Mark remembers what Uncle Song told him. Mark, 
If things get too much, get your brothers out of there. Guys, let's get out of here. Message. <laughs> they begin to run off and see that Jack is not with them. Jack, let's go. Jack is mounted on another one of Jeff's goons and is still mercilessly beating him down. Jack looks up and nods his head. Jack runs with his brothers. Internal Jack. Uh, uh, internal Dusk gymnasium one week later mark and his brothers are on stage playing their song power friendship jane is in the audience uh dancing front row john Mm -hmm. on bass guitar locks eyes with jane and brings her up on stage to dance she gives him a kiss on the cheek as the band performs jeff and his crew enters jeff is wearing a sling on his arm on his right shoulder him and his gang walk to the punch table pushing everyone out of the way hey isn't that your sister on stage Jeff sees his sister on stage. He crushes his solo cup in his hand. <laughs> you will pay, Dragon Sound. And then credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> and then their song, Power of Friendship, plays throughout the entire credit because it is that long. The, uh, the song, Power of Friendship, is about 8 minutes and 14 seconds. Yep. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's legit just the words, Power of Friendship, Taekwondo mm-hmm. saves lives. Don't push me off the jungle gym. It is those three verses. It is those three lines for mm-hmm. eight minutes and fourteen seconds. <laughs> well, now I just I can already I can already hear it. Yeah, now I just imagine my movie. They're like, hey, we're we're gonna bust that one out of the vault. Here's some power of friendship. <laughs> But Jim just lost his father, but we're still with him. Power of friendship. Yo, let's bring that one back, baby. Holy shit. This was amazing. This was, you know, of, of all the episodes that we've done of this show uh i think this may be the one where everyone hit the tone of the original so perfectly and captured the different little elements Mm -hmm. of it you know this i could totally see any of these three like legit being scenes in something that would be the sequel. Yeah, they're right. they're all different interpretations, but uh, it, <laughs> it it's all true to form, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. The tone is right there. Some of the dialogue is is exactly how it would be. The characters, I think, are all exactly the same. <laughs> oh, I, I purposely wrote things badly, like in in the dialogue, <laughs> and you guys just like auto-corrected it, like as you were reading it, <laughs> but it's too late to say anything. <laughs> but, auto-correct works too hard. Like, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I was just saying like, oh, there's grammatical errors in all the dialogue in mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god now, if, if you got this far into listening to this watching this whatever and you have not watched Miami Connection at this point 
Sorry, we spoiled right? everything for and, you. Um, right? Just our stories alone, probably combined together, all mixed in one giant bat, probably makes the movie still. <laughs> I would, I would agree with that. I think, I think we could combine all three of these into the actual sequel, <laughs> <laughs> and that's including Steve's multi-international sense that we have to uh-huh. fight to. Because at some point we have to fight in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, yeah. They have to. They they travel the world. They're kids, and they also time travel. Like, <laughs> what more do you yeah, need? They start off on tour <laughs> through <laughs> through Jim's dad dying. They go to flashbacks of when they were kids, <laughs> and then they they fight the brother and everything, and find out the father. But then, yeah, at the very end, it comes in, <laughs> and now they have to deal with pirates. <laughs> <laughs> like the ninjas have a final form and their final form of fucking pirates well robot I, pirates. I see it as the brother dies in the second act and then they're like the audience is supposed to be like well what the hell the the big villain just died <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> oh hold my beer you think this movie's done robot pirates get the fuck on bro you don't want this heat you don't want this heat Jerry Bruckheimer suck my left nut, bro. He ain't got robot pirates. That is exactly what would happen. What would they what they would do? That is so it's so like it sounds insane, but it's so realistic in terms of this world that they've created. <laughs> do oh the robots God. know caught Taekwondo? Of course they do. They they're just to. bad at it because they're robots. <laughs> it was in the breakdown when we hired the actors that they all had to know Taekwondo and it was on any level from beginning to fucking 10th Dan Black Belt. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no. And there's got to be yes. that one robot pirate that's kind of like Captain Hook from fucking Hook. And mm-hmm. like the alligators are out there eating people in swamps, but he's the one robot pirate that's like, ah, robot shmi. There's an alligator. That there's a ro- robot there's definitely a robot shmi. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a short robot wearing a fucking white and red striped oh. shirt. You know it. It has to be. And if it isn't in there, I'm not watching this movie. Holy shit! Like. I I also want to say that amongst all the movies that we've done so far, all the scripts. Uh, I legit want to take all three of these and literally combine them and film a sequel. <laughs> our own... Only using three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our own low budget. Se- yeah, we just put like, um, like a like a like a like a, a fake nose, like um, <laughs> like like Groucho Marx glasses or something, so that they can tell the different variating size mustaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, I think Donovan's now wearing Steve Grande's mustache. No, 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 no. They literally are switching mustaches in between scenes. <laughs> Obviously, this is going to be shot after COVID. I can't just be using someone else's mustache. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> too and, much and, close um, contact. Too much close contact. I mean, it's important if we switch parts too, as well. Halfway <laughs> 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 through. We pull a Mac and Dennis. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. all switch up. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally see the boom mic in most shots. And just like, is that, is that a tree branch? No, that's, that's the boom mic. Like, it was. 
Three people are starring in this movie. Three people are the extras in this movie. And three people are the camera crew on this movie. It's a miracle. Yeah. They made it. We can't hide the boom. So we just like put some leaves on it to make you think it's a branch. <laughs> you got lights. You got lights that are specifically in the way of the sun. So it just looks like mm-hmm. the sun. We couldn't hide the pole that's holding the light. So it's just like, fuck it. You know, it's a tree. Yeah, there's weird. There's like pole shadows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. So this this movie Miami Connection is one of the most insane things that I've ever seen. It's so ambitious and yet they pulled it off and it's got more heart than any other bad movie I think I've ever seen. It's got more heart than AAA Hollywood movies mm-hmm. have. Uh, it's worth watching just to see like the passion of the filmmakers truly come through in the movie. Uh, I, I I said earlier like YK Kim is an inspiration because he had a bunch of people who had no idea what they were doing, but it was so it's so refreshing to see something that like all because of how one guy, the guy in charge, is super positive. And is like always motivating his people. Like that's what got this movie done. And like, mm-hmm. man, I really wish I could talk to some critics. <laughs> like back in the day when they mm-hmm. they called this Orlando's worst movie of the year. Like, right? I, I I don't know. I would take I would take a mess that failed, like in dialogue and ADR and some other technical elements, but like. Yo, I'll take this any day over some Hollywood pushed out movie with minimal effort that is just there to sell tickets. Like, you know, it really should like this movie should should make people when they look at it go, fuck, I really do appreciate like a person putting the time in. And like Mm -hmm. this is literally the blanket. This is the foundation of like any movie. I think this is bare minimum. For a movie, and they probably still use some connections. Got a guy somewhere mm-hmm. that can loan oh, the props, like doing this shenanigans. Like this is like when you watch this movie, you should expect it to be. And you finish watching it, you should be like, you know what? I got what I paid for, and I feel like I uh, am going to get more out of it than what people are thinking they're getting out of it. Uh, yeah. Like imagine, because like if like I I said his name again, I'll say it fucking now. If, like, Jerry Bruckheimer fucking put out a movie on the level of this, we'd be like, no, we're going to shoot you in the face and you're never going to produce another movie again. No one would trust you with the movie yeah. because you have way too much of the resources and that's what you gave us. They took their resources and went, no, 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 no. We followed the rules. We did story structure. We know, like, we're going to tell you the, like, the plot's going to be weird, but, you know, like, we'll tell you what the plot it is. Like, they know basic elements of like story structure like you said they just don't know how to like film it and make it interesting to actually watch <laughs> um i if if you again if you if you've made it this far into listening to us um and you still haven't seen the movie watch it but don't just watch it on your own i mean that's fine but get some friends mm-hmm. if you're able to watch it with people it will elevate the experience that much more 100%. yes even just this one really person. is just watch it with your favorite, yeah, your favorite person at any time. You know what? I'd even say if you have no physical like human being, 
get your pet and then talk shit to your pet about it. <laughs> yeah. You should still get it. My cat loves this movie. And she hates it. <laughs> All right. My cat hates existence. And she sat there in that room with the help of her litter boxes being in there and pets stayed in that room and watched that movie with me. I would have talked shit to my cat if my partner was <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Nice. Oh my goodness. It's, it's- so Donovan. <laughs> Thank you so much again for coming on with us again for this. I can't imagine anyone else to, to like tackle this movie with you. You were so, so magical to have as a guest for this project. I think you have a key to my house, bro. Like just shot this in my living room, but Joe has decided to sit in your house. So whatever. Chris Revis is known. If, if you're a good friend of Chris Revis, you probably know what I'm talking about. Chris Revis walks into my home. He doesn't pay rent here, by the way. Um, he walks into my home <laughs> and said hello, as you should, because his mother raised him, right? Um, but he proceeded to go into my kitchen, open my cabinets. Not just one cabinet. He had to open at least three to find where the cups were. Um, he found the cups because, you know, he doesn't live there, so he doesn't know where to place them. And went to my refrigerator. Again, doesn't pay rent. So what makes you think he paid for the food in the refrigerator? And then poured himself his own cup of water. His familiar ass <laughs> poured his own cup of water in my house. And it, it, I was thirsty, dog. <laughs> He's just riding a bike, Donovan. Chick <laughs> is thirsty. No, I'm Curdy. I got Southern hospitality up here in the Midwest. I was going to ask you at some point. But Joe ass walked into my house. But the point is, Chris Reeves can walk into my house like Bruh Man from Martin and use all my utilities and it would be fine. So anything y'all That's want always, me to do, y'all hit me up. I'm ready to make it. It's always been my life's goal to be to be the, the neighbor on the TV show that just shows up and like raids the fridge uh, on a whim. <laughs> Gets caught and doesn't care. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah. my mom didn't make yeah. dinner, so um, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll cook all these steaks with you in the middle of winter outside on the grill. <laughs> I don't know, um, smart guy. Anyways, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a different show. Like, that's a like... very different show, but it's the same character. It's the same exact <laughs> character. Uh, Donovan, is there anything? I know we're still in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, there's probably not a lot of projects, but do you have anything uh, that you'd like to plug or, or, or showcase, bring attention to? I actually am doing a Zoom show uh, that I'm doing with the people that they are alumni of the University of Florida. Uh, they also are, a, are involved in Batsu, which is the show that we all used to work on. We, I say used to only because... You know, shit shut down, so we can't be working right now. Again, yeah. But we all got together to do a show. It's called Laughter Party, done by uh, people from Face Off Unlimited and uh, alumni of the University of Florida. We do it. We do it on. We have Facebook invites. Will we? If you want, if you're looking for it, look. Find me on Facebook, Donovan Mullings. So you're going to be looking up Laughter Party. Uh, it's kind of like just a late night game show. We're going to be having three comedians come on and they're going to be making jokes about pictures and topics. Uh, audience gets to participate all the way. The show happens on Zoom at 7 p.m. It'll also be uh, streamed on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, you'll be following Laughter Party if you go and get that invite. Uh, if you go and um, go and invite yourself, 
say that you're going to that thing, you'll be you'll go get you some water from there. <laughs> yeah, do it. Boom, just like that. Uh, it's a great show. Three comedians doing all the things they can do to make you laugh, as well as the audience coming in and showing their smarts too. So, seven p.m. You said seven p.m. What day? Facebook laughter party. What day? What day? You said seven p.m. But 7, what day? Oh, seven p.m. tomorrow. So that'll be Saturday night, seven p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Okay. This won't this won't be out in time for that, but um, I'm sure there will be future Saturdays. And I know that one of our other friends and guests is also a regular on the Laughter Party, Mr. Tom Farley. Yeah, yeah. So um, we will definitely keep everybody posted on the Laughter Party, and hopefully they can see more of you and hear more of your hilarious jokes, you <laughs> dumb motherfucker. Stay tuned to this film isn't creating, guys. I will be back as many times. I may even pull a Chris Reeves and just walk in and be like, hey, I got You should move. just walk in, dude. I got a you move should just show up. Talk about. <laughs> just show up, man. <laughs> I want to talk that about Spider-Man 3 and why it was the better one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're... Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here. Before we get out of here, I would like to just... Uh, Throw a quick reminder to everybody that uh, if you're not following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, this film is not yet created. Uh, check us out. We do every week. We we tease what the upcoming release is going to be. So you have a chance to watch the movie beforehand and you can just stay up to date and you can see all the lovely art provided by our guests, uh, most predominantly Kira Redzenak. Um, but we've got some other artists as well and uh, musicians like we'll probably be putting up uh, Steve and Megan's song as a separate entity as well to just listen to and enjoy uh, as well. Shout so out to, check us out. I on, just want to say shout out to her again for thank you, yes, Megan Morris. Yes, set up. Thank you so much, Megan. And um, yeah, just feel, check us out on there. You know, if you if you want the updates on that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> if you got time for that kind of know. shit, go ahead and look. Us up. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really not a big deal. It doesn't it doesn't take any, you know, sweat off of my back either way. I'm still going to do what I've been doing. But if you want the updates, there you go. Because I bike, bro. Why do you think I'm thirsty? <laughs> oh, man. I want to gush about Miami Connection and watch it again right now. So, in fact, I think I might go watch it. But before I do, I really do need to get out of here. Because uh, I'm enlisting in World War II as a medic, but I'm also a pacifist and a conscientious objector, and I can't uh, pick up a gun or, or take the life of another human being. You hack, savage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I gotta run. Uh, oh my god, they're eating her. And then they're gonna eat me! Oh my god! Are you trolling yeah. us? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fizz. Well, if everyone's got to go, um, that makes me okay to leave. I really have to go. I have to go see a guy about a hedgehog from a different dimension and a crazy mad scientist that's trying to catch him. <laughs> <laughs>